Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome into Brewcast post holiday. Luke Yardy here, joined by Anthony Broom, just a couple of days away until Michigan takes the field against Florida in their New Year's, New Year's six-day Peach Bowl, or not New Year's six-day, New Year's six-game. Anthony, I, I guess I must be still a little foggy from the holidays, man. How was your Christmas? That was great. Um, I hosted Christmas this year uh, at the house that I've been doing all the work at, so it, it went well. Um, the way I described it to earlier uh, – to a few people was that it wasn't like my Christmas, the hosting thing was like a Ben Mason touchdown. It was not pretty. It was maybe not a hundred percent aesthetically pleasing, but it achieved the desired result and put six points up on the board. So it's uh, all I could really ask for in year one of doing that. So, yeah, I, I saw your, your tweet, man. You kind of got it thrown on you last minute a little bit. Well, okay. I feel like, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus or anything because I had put it out that like, yeah, people were free to come over here on Christmas day. And the understanding was that uh, be doing breakfast with my parents and my brother would come, they'd come after church and we do breakfast and all that. And that would be fine. And then whatever happened later happened. And then all of a sudden it became, Hey, are you cool with just like hosting Christmas? And I was like, yeah, cool. So I had no issues with it. I enjoyed it. I was happy to do it. Just, um, you know, being in a grocery store, and, and I'm one of those people that overbuy, so I still have a bunch of stuff left over here. Um, Nothing wrong with that, man. No, hey, come, hey, podcast people, come on by. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it went well. How, how was your Christmas, my friend? 
good, man. Real good. You know, just got to see a lot of family, a lot of friends. Here's the thing about Christmas, though. It's like my family's so big, like, you don't rest. You know, like, I had three days off of work. went back in today, but I felt like I, I was more tired today than I would have been if I worked those three days. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I, I cannot stop sleeping. Like, if I just... <laughs> Like if I just sit down on the couch or the love seat for like a minute or, or in the recliner, I am out or like the eyelids start getting heavy. So like I got it and I work from home. So like there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to be in one of those spots at some point during the day. So I've been kind of fighting it the last few days and I'll be honest. I mean, sorry to uh, my employer and to my staff members at Maze and Brew, but my productivity has been, not very good last few days, but I feel like everyone's kind of in that same boat. That, um, I think that's on par with the rest of the world, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, these next, because even once you get through Christmas, once you, you know, then you're like, okay, uh, Christmas Day is over. Now it's like five five days until New Year's Day. So then you're like, well, now we're just kind of just kind of coasting until that. Um, you go through the motions, man. It's it is what it is. Yeah, uh, the diet and the fitness stuff will start back up on January second. So there's 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 a reason. Maybe, maybe January third. I might need that one day buffer, but uh, there there is a reason New Year's resolutions are a thing. Yes, and that's the other thing is that God, when I do go back to the gym, it's all of the resolution people will be there doing their thing for like usually about three or four weeks, uh, sometimes short. I mean, I go to a I mean, no free ads or anything, but I go to a Planet Fitness, and I feel like there's an uptick of that there, of the resolution stuff. But then, like the downtick is even greater because it is a Planet Fitness. So, hey, that's kind of uh, that's kind of the boat I'm in right now. They did just o- they did just open a gym down the street for me that kind of looks that looks kind of cool. So I might check that out. But um, yeah, I gotta get back into between the holidays and being stuck with this a recovering dog for like over a month from that surgery. It is, I am like itching to like get on a treadmill or something. Yeah. Well, speaking of new year's resolutions, we're going to do those at the end of the show for uh, Michigan athletics and new year's resolutions that you want to see. But first we got to talk about this bowl game coming up on Saturday because well, it's, it's a fun and exciting time. Isn't it Anthony that we get, that we get these bowl games and they're so ever important and uh, New Year's Six Bowls, man, you made it. You made it. I actually had this discussion with with someone on Twitter. It was the fact that – here's the thing about New Year's Six Bowl games, to me. It's a status thing, right? Like, it's, it's a sense of accomplishment for a pretty good season. You weren't good enough to get in the college football playoff, but you were good enough to get what everyone else considers to be a better bowl game than, like, the – the Quicken Lanes Bowl or the Quick Lane Bowl, whatever it's called at Ford Field. You know, like the game itself, the outcome of the game isn't nearly as important, I don't think, as it is to get the invitation to a New Year's Six Bowl game because that shows that you had one of the better seasons in college football this year. Yeah, I mean, it is a status thing. Like you hear Peach Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Cotton Bowl. I mean, uh, what, Cotton and what what are the playoff are, is the cotton bowl sugar bowl and cotton bowl is that what it is the playoff this year it's cotton bowl and i, I think i think it's sugar bowl yeah they rotate uh shame on us for not knowing uh that's not very good prep on our part but hey but uh, we we would have known had michigan beat ohio state yeah i mean we'd we'd be we'd have discussed the bowls ad nauseum that happened <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it is a. Uh, I think that's a. You put it in a, in a pretty good way. I, a status, if whatever you want to call it. Um, to me, it's perceived status because, at least from the Michigan point of view, like I, I'm not going to go down that road of like how the season was disappointing and and how I was underwhelmed. Like we've we've done those shows, um, but yeah, to be in a bowl game where yeah, it's. I think it's funny how we've kind of moved the goalposts a bit where like people were pissed off coming out of the Ohio state game and saying, Oh, well, you know, it's not the, you know, wouldn't have even really cared if it was the Rose bowl. And now that it's not, I don't care about this game. But then the closer we've gotten to the game, it's like, well, the peach is a new year six right up there with the Rose bowl. I'm like, okay, relax. Like I didn't even know the peach was a new year six game until, until this year, honestly. So maybe that even sheds a little more light on my, lack of knowledge or lack of preparation, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, you are in one of the bowls that I'll say they matter more than, than, than most of them, obviously. That's why they're in that category of the new year six. I mean, it's not the, the cheese it bowl or it's not the, um, which I didn't watch any of that from what my Twitter timeline was trying to tell me that may have been one of the worst games played in the history of the sport. Yet people were, it's funny, people on Twitter were tweeting about that as if it was Rams Chiefs from like three or four weeks ago. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, I haven't really watched much of the Bulls, to be honest. I actually, the first bowl game I sort of tuned into, and it was just kind of on in the background, um, was that bowl game on Wednesday, or uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, that got canceled. So I saw, I saw probably, probably the m- amount of gameplay that, actually took place and that was the only bowl action i've seen the entire winter so far so yeah I'm, it's, real, I'm the authority on previewing these bowl games let me tell you it really hasn't been i, I don't know maybe the excitement's kind of taken out but it's a, it's almost like it, it is to a point the fact that i don't think the bowl games have ever really mattered i think it's just kind of it, it's a money grab and it gives you some extra games to kind of watch I, I mean they really have never mattered but even more so now that we have the college football playoff and everything is centered around, you know, you get the rankings uh, with the college football playoff committee uh, a few weeks before the end of the season, you know, uh, starting up in October and whatnot. And it's, it's all about the top four, you know, when it comes down to it, I think the Rose bowl would have been different from my point of view, just because of the name. And that's literally it. You know, if, if it's not a college football playoff semi, but the goal is to get to the college football playoff semi. It's not the goal for everyone, but it's the goal for Michigan year in and year out. And if you don't make it, it's it's underwhelming. And that's why you get, you know, what you get when you've played Florida, you know, whatever, three times. What is this going to be? The third time Michigan has played Florida uh, since Jim Harbaugh started four years ago. And this is going to be like the third or fourth time they've played them uh, in a bowl game in recent memory. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's I just, the fourth, fourth time in 12 years. 10 years, something that's 11, yeah. something like that. Um, I'll put it this way. And this is kind of this. I think this is a pretty decent analogy that kind of sums up my thoughts on the bulls in general. It's like, so the new year six are seen as like the prestigious top of the line bulls. Now that there's the college football playoff, like the new year six to me has the name new year six like the star Wars prequels had the name like star Wars. It's star Wars, right? But it, it's real. It's not star Wars. I mean, I'm going to watch it cause it's star Wars. And cause 
I'm a sucker for things like that. But let's be honest. It's not the Star Wars that we grew up with that we've grown accustomed to. So it's a little bit different in that regard. Um, but yeah, when you talk about what's on the line, um, I mean, I guess we'll kind of move into that. 11 wins is like 11 wins is hard to get. Like, I feel like 10 wins is pretty attainable. Um, given what we've given what's in the big 10 Michigan really year in and year out, there are really two teams that really give them problems uh, consistently. So, like, and they usually lose the best teams that they play. So, I feel like most years, 10 wins. Obviously, it's happened now three in the last four years of Harbaugh. I feel like that's that's pretty attainable. But to get to 11, which is something they haven't been able to do yet, I mean, yeah, that is – if you're trying to salvage anything out of this year, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, five years from now, two or three years from now, when people are looking back on the seasons that Michigan had, yeah, that loss to Ohio State was bad enough to where like it's gonna always have an asterisk next to it. But if you look there, ten and eleven and two is gonna look a hell of a lot better than ten and three. So um, that's really the saving grace in this game for me is that you know I, I realize that Ohio obviously Ohio State and Notre Dame were better because they beat them and they're they're now ranked higher. I think that Michigan, even without with the guys that aren't playing, is a better football team than Florida. So just take care of business and beat a team that you're supposed to beat, uh, that you should beat. And I think it's going to be – a lot of people kind of have it penciled in as a win, um, even with the guys that aren't playing. But um, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher than some people are giving it credit for. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, I, I – I don't know what kind of team we're going to come out and see. Uh, you know, not having Karan Higdon, Rashawn Gary, Devin Bush. I mean, Devin Bush, one of those guys alone being out. I mean, we saw it throughout the year you could kind of stomach Rashawn Gary not being out there. But now you're talking about the heartbeat of the defense and arguably the heartbeat of the offense. So I'm instead of being scared about that because I'm, I'm, I just can't muster the fear to get scared over a bowl game. I'm more interested in, and I think we've talked about this before. I want to see what comes next now because I just want to see what the replacements are going to do because mm-hmm. those are the guys that are going to have big roles next year. Yeah, it, it's funny though, right? Because it's like if if you follow the team closely, like I'm also excited to see Chase Winovich play one more game with Michigan because he's been so fun, you know, to to be a fan of on on a team like this. He's really the one of the only guys. Karan, it would have been great to see him one more time as well, but definitely looking forward to the future as well, especially at uh, left tackle with Juwan Bushobidi not playing here. This was kind yeah, of a surprise that kind of came out. Yeah, didn't even really hit on that. Um, that was – I mean, if you want to talk about what the most surprising of the four that are out are, that to me that's it because it's not like he's a guy that's – highly regarded as a draft prospect or anything like that. Um, You know, sometimes you you just look at the bowl game that got canceled. I mean, if something happens and and the game, you know, the game gets rained out or, you know, say you are playing on a crappy field and they won't, that won't be the case in Atlanta because it is a retractable roof stadium and it is a gorgeous state of the art stadium that they're going to play the Super Bowl in this year. But, you know, just, Something happens, you know, where you could get hurt in five minutes in a game that winds up getting canceled or, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, I and, feel like and as far as I know, he's I mean, he's already hurt, you know, so I'm guessing that has something that's that's kind of playing into it a little bit. Yeah, probably. I mean, I would think if it was a regular season game, some of these guys would gut through it, but obviously it's not. I think your service to the team um to me, I you know, I just kind of thought of this now in my head. Doesn't bowl season kind of feel like an extension or a beginning of what spring football is? Yes. You kind of get that vibe exactly, from it. Exactly, because we, we talked about it, man, is that the team that stepped on the field versus Notre Dame this year was the same team that stepped off the field against South Carolina and really that they took all through spring practice. Yeah. So I guess the way I feel about it is that if you if you're not – if you don't have any, if you're going to go pro or you don't have any eligibility remaining, like, listen, to be out there one last time with your boys, I respect the hell out of that. And that's, I'm not going to say that any one decision you make is more admirable than the others. Um, but I also understand if you have no further obligations to the team, um, you know, because really the only people that benefit out of it are, you know, I know some of the coaches have like bowl game bonuses tied into their contracts at some schools. I'm not, exactly sure what the i mean i know harbaugh's probably got things like that for big 10 title playoff stuff like that but uh really all you're playing for is prestige bragging rights i guess i mean that one extra win um so it, it, it once the regular season's over if you don't have anything if you're not playing for a championship um you have no i, I don't see why you have an obligation to go out there and play i don't i don't uh, think there is one personally your serve your service is ended. It's it's these are scrimmages. They count against your record, but they're scrimmages. They're they're exhibition games. It is one hundred percent an exhibition game. That's that's really all it is because win or lose, it's the same outcome other than like you just said, the record to your name. You don't advance, you don't go home. Like both teams are going home after this. Yeah. It's both teams end of the season. This is Listen, a consolation they, bracket. And if you play fantasy football, it's like when, when you didn't make the playoffs and, and you're in that consolation ladder. Or whatever. Yeah. The games mean nothing, but you're still keeping points. You're still keeping score. Speaking of fantasy football, real quick. So I was in the title game in like the big league that matters, and I lost 204 to 113. Dude put up 204 points on me. Good. Every God. At, at a certain point, I was rooting for him to get over 200, and it <laughs> happened. So, um, hey, I got my money out of it. Uh, I rode Pat Mahomes till the very end, but uh, yeah. It sucks when you when you don't win a title. It sucks, and when you don't get a chance to play for a title, it sucks. So I I get it. I mean, I I know that there are people that are upset by it, and I'm not I'm not going to dog those people because um, I certainly I I get I can put myself in their shoes because there was probably there was a time where I think I would have felt the same way about guys skipping out. Um, what I would just ask of people is that. Instead of dogging the guy that's leaving, pump up the guy who's going to take his place. Like, I don't want to see the tweets at Rashad Gary or, or Karan Higdon that you guys, you know, you quit on the, that's, this isn't what captains do. Devin Bush, this isn't what captains do. Captains don't quit on the team. You know, I want to see if you're going to tweet at people, tweet at Josh Uche and Quiddy Pay and say, hey, go kill it. Go take this opportunity and run with it. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend people that dog players that, that sit out of the bowl games, and I'm not gonna rail against them either. But um, I think that's the way to go. I mean, because that's what it is. I, I want to. There are. There's like 
I don't know how many guys Michigan's going to dress for this game, but I mean, there's over a hundred kids on the team. Right. So a lot of people stand to gain an opportunity from one guy sitting out. So let's see what happens. I mean, exhibition games are for all the weird and wacky stuff to go down. So um, I'm only as, as even with that Ohio state game, I, you dwell in it for a little bit. Like you do this, you dwell in that one for a few extra days, maybe because it was so historically bad. But even in the aftermath, I'm like, all right, where do we go from here? Like, yeah. what what's next? I'm only ever interested in talking about what comes next. So, um, I guess that's the growing up as a Lions fan in me because the draft <laughs> is always the next the year, next man. Year. There's always next year. Oh, you got all this cap space, and you hear it again. Oh, they got all this cap space, and they're gonna have a top five pick in every round. Like. You know, this is the recipe's there for a quick turnaround. No, no, it's not. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We'll let the proud of Detroit guys take care of that. Well, technically what's next is the game Saturday at noon. And I don't really want to dive in. I don't want to break this game down because, well, you, you can tell where our excitement levels are at. But I still went and looked at some numbers, right? And it's kind of funny how narratives play a role in things because all year long we've heard about Michigan and their offense and the fact that they need to change it. They don't have quick strike ability. You know, uh, they're, they're methodically kill you. They nickel and dime you. They beat you down with the body punches. We heard a lot of body punches this year, right? But on the flip side, so Florida's offense was really bad last year, but Dan Mullen, man, he came in. He is an offensive guru, an offensive genius. He really turned this Florida offense around I mean they are a thing how are they going to match up with this Michigan defense because this is a great offense that Michigan is going up against while Michigan themselves doesn't really have a great offense a lot of body blows that plays complimentary football to their defense Michigan averages 427.3 yards per game Florida averages 426.8 yards per game both teams average 6.2 yards per play and you see that, and it just made me laugh on how just narratives, man, they they really just drive points about everything. They're the exact same offense. Like, like, they put up the same numbers. One has been really bad this year. One has been really good in terms of narrative. It's just really funny to kind of, you know, break like down the, the numbers and look at that. It's like one of my one of my favorite memes is the, the Spider-Man, uh, right. the Spider-Man yeah. pointing yeah. at each other. So we've referenced that on this show a few times, but... Uh, which, by the way, I saw Spider Verse over the weekend. It was amazing. I loved was it. Was it? I got to see it. I have to. It, it was very good. Uh, I think you would enjoy it. But yes, um, very similar teams. I think we're talking about things that we want to see out of the game. You know, Michigan's defense. I mean, it's not. It, it's a great defense, and they had a historically bad day at the at the office, and now they're going to lose. Arguably, they're two best players, and now you're talking Chase Winovich. Uh, the story came out earlier on Thursday that you know he's foregoing a surgery for now to play in this this final game. So they're banged up. They're banged up, and they're going to be missing some guys. Uh, but what I want to see is how Don Brown has coached these guys up over the last whatever it's been five or six weeks since that uh, that loss at Ohio State. I mean, it's. I think that you're going to see a guy that, that coached his ass off. I think you're going to see, I, I do think you're going to see the defense play well. Um, there's going to be some struggles there because you're, you're going to be missing some very important guys. And like I said, I, I think that Florida, um, this is a little bit of a different Florida team, even though you only saw them, whatever it was uh, 15 months ago or whatever it was. So uh, they're, they're coached better. 
that's not a dog against uh, Coach McElwain. Uh, it's just a fact. Like that's why they are in the position they were to hire Dan Mullen. So, uh, you know, you want to see that defense play better. Uh, I think offensively, I, I'd, I'd like to see Michigan open up a little bit more. I mean, this is where we've been. T- I, I know that's such a tired old bit, and it's. I, I have a feeling we're just going to see more of the same. Um, but I also think that with Karan Higdon not playing, it's going to kind of force them to throw the ball a little bit. I'll tell you what, right now off the top of my head, the thing that will piss me off the most while watching that game is if they try to run Chris Evans in the same type of role that they would run Karan Higdon in. Like we've seen that. We've seen them do that before. They try to bash him in between the tackles and it just right. doesn't work. Um so, I mean, opportunity for guys like True Wilson, uh, Christian Turner. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna see them uh, get some extended run. So I, I'm I'm excited to see that. I want to see if they open things up a little bit. Shea said he's coming back, and I have a feeling that he. I, I kind of have I I give him the benefit of the doubt that he said he's coming back because he has unfinished business to do, but I also kind of have a feeling he wouldn't come back without the assurance that like hey we're going to take some steps to really build this thing around you and let you win some games for us here. So um, that's kind of what I'm interested in seeing right now. For me, and I might sound hypocritical in this sense, because, you know, uh, I mentioned that I don't really care about the outcome of the bowl game. I do want to see Michigan play well. I want to see him win, obviously. You know, I'm going to spend three hours of my Saturday watching this game. I want to see them win. But last year, it was weird, right? Because... Michigan was dominating South Carolina last year. They were dominating them. And then all of a sudden, everything just fell apart. And it felt watching it like, I don't know, Michigan didn't care if they won or lost that game. I don't know if they were just mentally drained from the season or whatever. But I want to see a team with the guys that go out there and play. And I know I sound hypocritical about this, but I want to see a team that goes out there, plays as hard as they possibly can, and gives a shit about winning that game. Because it should mean something to them. They're the ones competing in it. We're not. I'm not competing in the game. Anthony's not competing in a the game. They're actually competing in the contest. Like, I want to see a team that goes out there and really cares about winning that game. Even when things get down, rally around a little bit. I want to see a team go out there and care and maybe find that killer instinct that they had during the revenge tour that they somehow lost in the Rutgers and Indiana games. From the time Penn State game ended to the time Ohio State started, they lost a killer instinct about them. I would like to see them go out and try and find that again. Yeah, I think something, I don't know if you want to take this away as a positive or not. Um, I'm pretty confident in saying the rock bottom was what happened at Ohio State. So they're not going to come out and play worse. Um, so I think that is an intriguing storyline to me. Like how... Did this team mail it in over the last month or so? Did it, did it bring them together? Are they just trying to get, you know, are some of those guys just trying to get healthy and get to the pros? Like, I'm interested in seeing that. Um, you're right about that bowl game last year. I mean, I when Michigan was up and up pretty handily, we had left my house, uh, my parents' house, to go to my grandma's house, which is like literally six, five or six minutes away. In that, in the time that we drove from there, from point A to point B, I think South Carolina had the lead. Like it was the most shocking, like turn of events to that right. point that I, you know, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, I, obviously you don't want to see anything like that. 
that was also a very young team last year. I feel like this is a veteran group, even with some of the guys that they're missing. Um, you know, I think you're going to see them play with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know, it's kind of silly, but they do the little events and games all week with, you know, Michigan and Florida will do like, uh, I don't know, a bunch of the media has been following them around. They've been doing like bowling and uh, some kind of trivia game show thing. You know, that sort of, you're around each other all week and you kind of, you've been competitive all week. Um, I think that adds an interesting little dimension to it because yeah, you've kind of been competing against Florida all week, but it's not in football related stuff at all. So, I mean, that's to me an interesting little storyline, I guess. Um, see how you know, both teams are really going really to be itching to get after it. And yeah, this kind of, this kind of feels like a rivalry game now because they have played it so often. Yeah. But um yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I don't I think the things that I want to see and the things that would kind of concern me, I think I've kind of sort of gone over that already. And I don't know. I mean, like I said, this is gonna be obviously this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter show. This is more of a little like holiday special, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um because we can't like be here and break this down for forty five minutes. Time won't allow for it. And honestly, I don't have enough to say about it to to go that long anyways. Well, you've mentioned you know, what you want to see this Saturday, but what do you want to see in 2019 as a whole, you know, for Michigan athletics, like a lot of sports, obviously, and we cover mainly football and basketball. What, what is a new year's resolution for, for on your side that you want to see from Michigan? Yeah, well, a a resolution uh, for me, and I've talked about this. So an annoyingly amount on this show is that I would like to see Michigan football, adapt sort of like Alabama had to adapt where it wasn't just going to be ground and pound anymore. Now it's, just, you know, ground and pound is still there. It's in your rep, re, repertoire, but kind of open things up, let your quarterback make plays and, uh, you know, air it out a little bit. I'd like to see that for Michigan football, uh, Michigan basketball. Uh, it's not as much a resolution as it is what I'd love to see. Uh, something I'm looking forward to in the new year. I'd like to see Michigan get back to the Final Four uh, in Minneapolis, in Big Ten country, and finish finish it off this time and, and get one for Coach B. I mean, I think all things considered, um, I think what would be the most satisfying thing in Ann Arbor with the athletics program now, period, would be that basketball team finally getting over the hump and, and finishing it off. So those are the two biggest ones for me. Um, Michigan hockey sort of struggling right now. We'd love to see those guys uh, get back on track. But uh, other than that, I mean, we we primarily cover the big two. And I think I'm pretty confident that football will, will look itself in the mirror and do what it needs to do. I mean, you can't really make a ton of those changes now because you're still technically in season. You might experiment with some things in this bowl game on Saturday. But I do think after the season is over, there, there is going to be some reflection because, um, you know, I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is – stubborn to the point where he's not going to, mm. you know, he's always said that he, he aspires for Michigan to be quote unquote, the NFL's 33rd team. So I think that he will probably look, watch some NFL game film and see what teams are doing now, because, you know, in order to get your kids, to the pros, you got to do what the pros are doing. So um, I do think that they'll take a look at that. And that's something I, I would love to see uh, next year. How about you? So for me, man, it's really simple. And I don't know if this is a resolution or whatever you want to call it, but it's beat Ohio State. Like that's that's literally has to be your entire New Year resolution 
for 2019. Like, that has to be number one on the list. Whatever you have to do to win that game, that's what you have to do because we proved it this year. We've or it, it proved itself this year, I should say, is that, man, we had such a good time with the revenge tour, right? Week in, week out, we're talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. National media is talking about it. Hey, look at this Michigan team. You know, they started off with a, a loss to Notre Dame, but they've beat three ranked opponents in a row in Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State and really handle, handled it easily, fairly for the most part, all three times. You know, Chase Winovich out here in the Revenge Tour. We had the Revenge Tour t-shirts. It was a great time. We are not going to remember this year for that. And that it's a shame to say, but we are not going to remember this year for that. We're going to remember it for the drubbing in Columbus. Like, that's what this season is going to be remembered for. And, and the fact that people want, you know, the offense and everything to change moving forward. That is what this season is going to be remembered for. So your entire resolution has to be beat Ohio State. I don't hate that. That's God. That's 11 months away already. It seemed like just four weeks ago, it was a year away. So <laughs> time is time is already flying by. Yeah, I mean, you have the golden opportunity to kind of, again, you couldn't close the door, close the gap on the field. Now let's let's see if an offseason, if, if, you know, Ryan Day, now mind you, if Ryan Day is able to pull off, you know, getting a Justin Fields uh, as a transfer, that's a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, there's there's just certain, you know, we're talking about what are the three or four best college coaches ever uh, in terms of what Urban Meyer is able to accomplish and, and what he's gotten out of his team. So there's going to be a natural drop off there. So um, we'll see what happens and if Michigan is able to benefit from that. But I don't I don't think those are bad resolutions at all. I agree. I, th- I think they're great resolutions. I think we got it all figured out, man. We just solved all the problems here. Every I think problem. so too. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. Oh man! Well, this has been our little uh, shortened holiday episode here as we head into the bowl game against Florida on Saturday. So uh, it, it's been a good one. It was short, but it was sweet and to the point. So, uh, Anthony, where can we find you on Twitter? And what you got going on this weekend? Anything special? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Follow the website at uh, at Maze and Brew on Twitter. Twitter uh, for the show is at Brewcast Show. Uh, so bowl game Saturday at noon, and then I actually have floor seats, row one, dead center stage for Trans-Siberian Orchestra on Saturday night. So I am very pumped about that, even though it's after Christmas and it's a Christmas show. First row, dead center stage. Uh, how I pulled that off, I'll never know, but uh, excited to do that. So that's that's my weekend. And then uh, a lot of NFL playoff implications on the line on Sunday. So I'll have a full day of that um, headed into the new year. So that's where I'm what I'm up to. I love it, man. How about you? You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Go follow me on there. We'll probably be live tweeting the bowl game on Saturday and most of the Michigan basketball games coming up as we begin conference play after the new year. And coming up this weekend, just going to be, you know, watching some football this weekend. Not sure what's going on for New Year's or anything like that. But uh, time, time will definitely tell. And we're, I know we're going to have a uh, probably a full show coming up next week for you with uh, Chris Anthony and myself probably going to be coming after the new year, I would imagine, with uh, New Year's Eve festivities and New Year's Day coming up on Tuesday. But uh, we'll figure out the logistics of that without keeping you too informed. Just be on the lookout for that episode 
next week. So for Anthony Broom, for our partner Chris Castiani, who could not be a part of this show, I am Luke Yardy, and this has been another edition of Brewcast, and go Blue!